0: Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Good morning. If, uh, if you're listening this afternoon, well, blessings on you. And most of you, I believe, will be listening on Sunday morning. And uh, it's kind of weird to stand in, a, in this empty auditorium uh, this afternoon but we know one thing is that uh, we serve an amazing God, we serve a glorious God. And uh, what I will do at this point here, uh, I won't ask you to stand, but uh, I would like you to, to join with me in a prayer as we place ourselves before the Lord as we go to his word. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are and for what you want to do in our lives. We know that you're present, we know that you're here and we know that you have a plan, and you want to glorify yourself uh, in our midst. And so we choose to turn to you. We choose to look to you. We choose to uh, rely on you and uh, expect from you. So have your way uh, in our lives as we go to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, like Brenton was saying, the reason why we're doing this, it's just, just out of... Uh, care just to make sure that uh, things are, fu- are, are going to be good. So it's not out of fear. It's more out of precautions. Uh, so, um, and as Brenton was saying, we will evaluate as we go forward uh, what will be the next step. But uh, as we looked at last week, uh, we can all agree that it was a crazy week. Uh, a lot of things happens. I don't know if you follow the market, but the market went for a dive, right? Uh, and it's, there's a sense of fear around us and uh and uh and it's legitimate fear um and at the same time it really shows us that this world is is quite fragile uh, you look at just uh, having this happen and just to see how everything is attached uh together we live in a global village and uh, it's crazy to see how things affect um, the whole planet so uh, do you feel sometimes like it's like a movie are we really living this Uh, the difference with this movie or real life is that God is in it. And uh, so we're called to trust God. We're called to look to Him. And I think it's very important to see that uh, uh, we are, as a church, we're called to uh, respond differently than the world. We are not called to respond and react like the world. We're not called to panic and freak out. At the same time, we're not called to be in denial, right? So it's important for us to uh, realize that, uh, yeah, it's different times. It's uh, a, a unique season. But we, we, we got to believe that in all this, it's, it's a season. And this too will pass, right? Can you tell your neighbor, the person before you, beside you, and say, this too will pass? It will pass. But meanwhile, what are we called to do, right? I believe that we're a people of hope. That we should embrace hope because we have our hope in Jesus, and uh, this is where we 're called to put this into practice, and um, We need to also believe that God is in control, God is not surprised uh, by this and and uh, I like the story in the Bible of of when Jesus is in the boat, and there 's storms, and the disciples are freaking out because uh, and there were great fishermen they were used to navigate on, on on the on the sea, so they were familiar with their grounds. And uh, they were freaking out because water was coming in, and uh, they looked to uh, they looked to Jesus to wake him up because he was sleeping. And and Jesus said, "Why do you worry?" And what Jesus did is he calmed the sea. And uh, you might have a sea inside of you, a storm inside of you, and Jesus is here to calm that sea. So, so we need to know that Jesus is in our boat. And uh, it's important to know uh, that we're not alone in this. But I think it's important to look at what uh, we focus on. What is the focus what am I going to focus? Am, am I going to focus on all the fears that you see or what you hear on on the social media or even on news? I, I think it's important for us to know what uh, is happening around us. But it's also important for us not to be caught up with all the different details. Like I said, we we live in a global village, and we can hear what happens in all basically all the nations of the world. And that can be very, very overwhelming. So it's important to keep our focus on Jesus and not to focus on the storms and on the waves because if we focus on the waves, listen, if we focus on the ways, we focus on all the details, uh, we will live and we will walk in fear. And I, I don't think that we're called to live like this because if we are um, led by fear, it's going to show by how we will live our lives. And I believe that we're not called to live our lives like the world. So we're called to experience the peace of God. We're called to breathe in God's presence. We're called to rely on who He is. So... Um, So what I'd like to focus on uh, this morning is um, is the topic that we should respond differently to the world. But how are we called to respond? How do we respond to this, right? What are we called to do in this season? How am I called to act? Uh, What is God wanting me to do? And when you look to His Word, we definitely find a lot of instruction. Because when we look at when the Bible was written, it was in time of crisis. It was in time of difficulties. And this is why we see so many encouragement in the word not to fear. When we look at Jesus talking to his disciples, one of the saying that Jesus used the most was, fear not. And when we look at the uh, epistles of Paul, uh, when it came to persecution and trials, he was very clear about uh, keeping, uh, keeping a focus on the right place and to walk in faith. So the message of walking in faith is not a new one. So if we want to grow in uh, in what God has in store, we got to go to His Word because His Word in many occasions uh, was written in time of crisis. So how do I face this? How do I respond to what is before me? Because you'll hear a lot of things. You'll, you'll experience a lot of things uh, this coming week because as we know, we're just at the first stage. We don't know how long this will last, okay? But we know that in all this, God has a plan. And so we got to know what we're called to do. And my first thing I'd like to say this morning, three three ways or three things that we're called to adopt in our lives um, this week and as we go forward is to choose to trust God. Tell the person beside you, we have to choose to trust God. Don't choose fear. Don't walk by fear. Remember the words of Jesus, fear not. I like what it says in Psalm 56, verse 3. Listen to this. I think it's an awesome verse. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. I'm not talking here this morning that we should forget our emotions and not to be realistic of the situation that we're dealing with. And again, not to uh, create a, a storm in a glass of water and at the same time not to think it's not a big deal. But one of the things... That we one of the things that we need to realize this morning is that, or this afternoon is that it's okay to be afraid. But Psalm fifty-six verse three says, "What when I'm afraid, I put my trust in God." So it's going to happen that you'll be. It's going to happen. Fear will come your way, but you're called to choose to trust in God. It's a decision of the will. It's not, uh, it's not the flow of your emotion. you got to talk to yourself and say, for example, Claude, trust in the Lord. Refocus. you got to hear the word of the, of the Lord among all the voices that, are, that can be heard around you. So you want to trust in the Lord. I like what it says, when I'm afraid, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. And it's personal. I put my trust in you. You see, it's this personal relationship with God. I put my trust in you, and that's what we're called to do. And when that happens, when we do this, I believe that we'll ex- we will experience peace within. And I think that's what the world is in need to see, the peace in the heart of the church, the joy in the heart of the church, because we know that God is in control. And how do we experience the feeling, the, ex- the um the manifestation or the belief that God is in control is that when we trust in Him. Psalm 27 verse 1 says it in a different way. The Lord is my light and my salvation. God will show you the way. He's your light. And He's also your salvation. That He will come and rescue and be present in my life. Whom shall I fear? When you take a hold of the truth that the Lord is my light and my salvation, why should I be afraid? Why? Why? Because he will lead my path and he will rescue me. And he says also the Lord is the stronghold of my life. The stronghold is is a tower where you're protected, where you're kept safe. So I want to live like this. I want to experience this. I want to experience the Lord as my light. In this season, I want to experience the Lord as my salvation in this season. And I also want to experience the Lord as my stronghold. And he says, and whom shall I be afraid? Why should I walk in fear? You see? So that's what we're called to do. It's a decision of the will. we got to trust in God. we got to choose to trust in God. The Bible says there's a, around 365 fear not in the Bible. That's amazing, right? One for every day. So definitely God doesn't want you to be led or to be controlled by fear. Psalm 23 verse 4, a psalm that you know very well. It says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Why? For you are close beside me. Why I'm not afraid is because he's close beside me. Your rod and your staff Protect and comfort me. You see? So I'm not called to be afraid because he's close to me. And how do you know he's close to you? It's by faith. But also when you start to focus on him instead of focusing on the waves. And you decide to trust in him and his word. And something will happen inside of you. There's a peace that will transcend all understanding. We'll talk about that in a moment. So we're called to turn to prayer. We're called to turn to God and experience His peace and experience His His presence. And Psalm 34, verse 4 says this, I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. He freed me from all of my fears. So maybe you're listening to me and and when you let your your thoughts go, uh, fear arises, right? So what you're called to do, you're called to pray, God, I bring you this. God, I surrender this to you. God, I, I, I rely on you. And what does the word says? He will answer you by giving you peace. He will also give you direction. And he will also free you from the control of fear. So you want to experience that, right? You want to experience that control. Uh, where you're. No, you want to experience that freedom of control of fear because it's so easy to be caught by fear. It's so easy to feed fear, and as we talk with other people, it's so easy just to talk about the bad things. I had an encounter last week, and uh, and there was so much fear in the conversation, and I don't think it's a good thing. And the reason why we adopt fear is because we don't trust in in the Lord, or we don't focus on Him. So I want to let you know that you are the hope for the nations, for the nations. And God has a call on us. God has a call on Gospel Mission Church and it's important for us at this time and this season, as a family, as a whole church, uh, even though we're not together, we're still together. And it's, uh, like I said, it's just a season. We'll get back together. Uh, but, but that uh, it's important for us to focus on Him and, and not to get uh, lured away by all what is happening around us. And, and I believe that we'll come out of this way stronger if we trust in Him. So my calling, my invitation to you is that you would choose to trust and stop and think and pray and say, God, okay, I lived all my life and I know that you're in my life and I had you in, all, like, I, I, I've had you in my life for a long time and now I, I will put this into motion. I will put this into practice. I will definitely fully trust in you. So the thing is, there's no, really, there's, there's no better option than to trust God because God is trustworthy. I like the example of Paul. In prison, he writes this, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Listen to this, so powerful. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Present your request to God. It doesn't say go on uh, on social media and, and share your fears, but it says here present your request to God. And it says, the promise, and it's so awesome, the promise says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So when your heart is guarded, when your mind is guarded, then you can do His will. But if you're haunted by fear and you're haunted by what is said around you, you won't be able to discern what He has to say. So when you have the peace, when you have inner peace, this is where you're able to hear what He has to say. So God has our future. I know there's some of you, you're probably freaking out when you look at your mutual funds, your investment, even your f- pension plan. I think all of us, we got hit hard. And uh, we got to trust God for our future. Or we're not the first, it's not the first time that this, this happens. So we, we got to trust God. We really got to trust God. To say, God, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like, my funds went down. Uh, but I know that you have me. And I know that God can multiply uh, in, in, the, in the months to come and in the years to come. So we don't know what the future holds but we know that God holds us. And I need to believe that. So I just pray that this peace will come in your heart and that faith would arise that will bring joy that God has this. God, God has this. Again, God is not surprised by it. So, so how am I called to respond in this situation, in this crisis? I, I've got to trust God. Secondly, I've got to choose to grow. I've got to choose to grow in character. This season causes me to grow. And, I, and we're called to decide, I want to grow in character. I want to go, grow in godliness. I want to be more like Christ. Or for, uh, uh, for others around me. And also for me when it comes to fulfilling my calling. This verse in Romans 5, verse 3, is relevant to our time, but was extremely relevant to Paul's time to another level, I have to say. Because what we're dealing with, it's nothing compared to what the church dealt with when they started. And it says in Romans 5, verse 3, We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. We turn to the Lord. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. This is where it really spoke to me. When I hope in the Lord, when I trust in God, I will not be disappointed. Tell someone around you that, you won't, that they won't be disappointed if they trust in the Lord. Why? You will not be disappointed. Look what it says at the end of the verse. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So the Holy Spirit reveals to us that we're loved, that we're secure in him. So then we have a confidence in him and we're not living in disappointment and fear. So we want to see God change us in the inside when it comes to this season because, because of this season, we will see who we are who clothed is will come out. So I want to see Christ come out. I don't want to see the flash come out, right? It's a great time to recalibrate our lives. Actually, this is a great time to revalue what we're living for. Like I said earlier, it really shows us that this world is fragile. So if I'm living for things, I'm living for, for material things, it really shows that it can disappear pretty quick, right? I'm not saying it's going to disappear, I'm just saying that it just shows us how this world is fragile. So we want to live for the right things, right? We want to live for the, for, for, for purpose and significance. And I pray my prayer. And I know God will do this. God will use this for his glory. He always has and always will. But I pray that that will speak to us, that the church will awaken and that we would see that, yeah, this world is fragile. And we need God in it. But at the same time, I pray that we would see that God wants to reveal himself through this. This could be a season of revival, actually. I believe that stops us in our tracks and speaks to us. You know? It really does. So it's important for us to realize that God's going to use this for his glory. So what I want to see, I want to see God do his work in me. I don't want to run to the right and to the left. And miss out what God wants to do. in this season, we got to stop and say, God, what are you up to? What do you want to say? What do you want to fulfill? What, what is your plan? What do you want to fulfill through my life? So it's important to choose to grow in character. To choose to grow in character. So let God recalibrate your life in this season. When it comes to your relationships, right? When it comes to your passions, that God would be brought in the center of all this. Let Do that. Do that. Use this. Uh, Let this environment or this situation bring you closer to the Lord. I don't know where you are as you're watching me online. I don't know if you're a passionate follower of Jesus or you might not be. But realize that, hey, this shows that we are not in control. We think we are, but we're not. You see? So who is in control? Who will hold you in the crisis who will be there for you? I believe that really speaks to us that we should rely on God and trust in Him. And that we would let our lives be transformed in this season. So that when this passes, that we will look at life differently. That we will learn from this season, this, these events, um, to do His will and to engage in in view of his kingdom, because we live in this rat race, especially here in the Western world, right? Go, 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 bills to pay and all this. And I think that causes us to stop. I'm not saying it's a good thing to see people suffer. Absolutely not. But when it comes to responding to what God wants to do, I think that's huge. I, I, I believe that God in this is not, he's not the cause of all this, but he wants to use it to draw us to him and draw this world to you, to him. So we want to see that. So choose to grow in character. So what does it mean also to choose to grow in character? It's also to, it's to choose to grow in generosity. It's to choose to, ju- to grow in gen- generosity. It's crazy how we can respond in crisis. You can be self-focused, Right? You go to, uh, to the grocery store and you buy all the toilet paper in the world and you, that you'll have for the next five years or so, right? It's so dangerous for the church, listen to this, to behave like the world. In this time, we can't just run for our own lives, God has put a calling upon our lives, so to to be a help, to walk with other people, to see other churches prosper, to to uh, to see our neighbor taken care of. So so it's it's we got to go beyond just caring for ourselves, right? I, I I like this verse that you find in Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse two. It's it talks about the Macedonian church. What an example we can really learn something from this verse. It says in the midst of a very severe trial. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. What a verse, right? It welled up in a rich generosity. It says that they were going through a severe trial and their overflowing joy because, you know what, they saw the privilege they had to bless the church of Jerusalem, and what it says here, that in their extreme poverty, it welled up in rich generosity. That's the heart of the church, people. That is us. So just don't run your own lane. Help people run their, in their lane too. That's what we're called to be. We're called to be um, there for others. We can't fall on survival mode and just think about ourselves. And don't fall in self-focused living. And don't be absorbed by yourself. Don't be caught just thinking about yourself. I, I like what uh, uh, Kerry Newoff wrote in v- via this situation. He said, The early church wasn't known for stockpiling ample food and supplies for themselves and spreading fear on social media. You see, we don't want to do that. We don't want to be known as the people that stock up just for ourselves. If you stock up... You're also stocking up for others, you see. We're not, we're not, we're not doomsdays, doomsday prep, preppers where we just think about ourselves. The church is on a, on a mission, and it's our time to shine. It's your time to shine. So when you do life, when you're going to leave your home, when you're going to go to work, When you're going to walk in the streets, when you're going to go here and there, realize that you're on a mission. Just don't focus on survival. For sure, you got to take care of your own. For sure, you want to bless your kids and people close to you. Absolutely. But just don't live on an island. Uh, We are before a new season. And I think about Joshua when he stood before the new land. And he was a bit intimidated first to replace Moses, but also before the task. And God says to him, and I believe three main occasion, be strong and courageous. To the point he says, didn't I I tell you to be strong and courageous? Be strong and courageous. And that's the calling of the church, to be strong and courageous and to respond to God's call. Because I believe through this that God will use it, like I said earlier, to move his kingdom. And uh, you know, honestly, we've prayed for years for revival. We prayed for years for breakthroughs. What if God's going to use this for a breakthrough? To reach the heart of the people that think that humanist view is enough. It's not enough. You see how we are dependent. We see, you 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 see we have a snapshot that we can't do it on our own. And so so I just pray that God would just come like a wave upon our land, that Winkler would be, and, and Morden, and Altona, and, and Carmen, and this region would be swept by a move of God. And I think that can only happen when we let God work through us, because revival and the move of God happens in the church and through the church, you see? So this is why it's important for us to, to go before the Lord and say, God, yeah, I want to grow in character. I want you to shape me and make me in the inside, first for my own, but also for the mission. And also help me to walk and live in generosity and not just to live for my own. You see, that's the trap, people. That's the trap. When we do this, we're behaving like the world. The world is looking for a solution right now. It's looking for hope. Where will it find hope? Hopefully, they'll find hope in us, right? Because we are people of hope. We know that God is on our side. We know that God wrote this book. We know the end of the story, right? So we want to maximize this season to see the intervention of God. But it's between me and you as we place ourselves before the Lord, as we trust in the Lord. I like what it says in Matthew six thirty-three, uh, And you know the text that uh, if we seek God, we seek righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. And so we're called to seek Him and we're called to place ourselves available before Him. And I believe He will have His way in our lives. So what if the season is God's season? What if this season is where God wants to reveal Himself to humanity? So we, we want to be open to what He has in store. My third point, my last point. I, I, I just said... Uh, placed a platform for this. I, I already kind of touched it. I just want to go deeper on this. It's to, churn, it's to choose to turn this crisis to an, an apportu, uh, the port, opportunity. <laughs> I tried to write it well so I could say it well, and I, I still didn't say it well. Opportunity. So it's to turn this crisis to a, 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 a platform to make a difference. And, and this is what we're called to do as a church. We're called to say, God, okay, this is a crisis, we're aware of it, but what you want us to do in this. And it's a great time, people, to teach our kids about about life. Use the season to pour into your kids, just to open the eyes of your kids. In my living, I've never seen this, you see? I've never experienced what we're doing now. I've never, in 30 years of ministry, I've never preached to an empty crowd like this, Right? So, so it's 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 new grounds. So we got to teach our kids. We got to take the time to instruct our kids about about what 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 is important, what's worth living for. And so, so use this, maximize this uh, for the cause of the kingdom. So do this, invest in your kids. And also, when it comes to bringing hope and grace around. You might go to work on Monday. You can come to work or you can go to school or you can meet with with people with a different spin. Because you'll hear a ton of negativity. A ton of negativity. Blaming the government, blah, blah, blah. Pointing fingers at other nations, blah, blah, blah. You'll hear a lot of negativity. But I pray that you will stand in the name of the Lord and shine. And the Bible says that we are the light of the world. That we are the salt of the earth. So it's our time to shine, right? It's our time to make the difference. So as we are going through the situation, as we're facing um, this uh, uh, unknown future, one thing we know is that God wants to use it for His glory. So my prayer is that you would ask God, God, what do you want me to do in this time? Instead of being self-absorbed, look at what God is calling you to do. God, what are you up to? What is your purpose right now? What do you want to fulfill? Imagine if all of us, we would do this in this crisis. Like I said, the squirrel is freaking out. And you also have Christians that are freaking out. But imagine if us, as a church, we would buckle down. We would let God in. And we would realize this is a path that is before us to make a difference. Right? That we would respond to the Lord. That we would be an ambassador For him. I know that we have loss when it comes to the financial part. I know that we have fear when it comes to our business. I know that when we look at the future, it seems to be unknown. We don't know how how this will recover, how fast it's going to recover. But beyond this, God has put a, a path before us to shine and to reach people. Again, the most important thing as we do life is souls. And it's people. And God wants us to reach people and love people. So I believe that in this season, in this time that we're facing, God wants to use us. And my prayer is that we would turn this crisis to an opportunity. That we would turn this crisis and say, okay, this is a crisis. Okay, what can we get out of it, right? What can God do through this? How can we maximize this season? As a church, that's our calling as we go forward. we got to look as a church, and say, okay, what do you want us to do in the community? How can we serve the community better? What do you want us to respond to? Because I I expect that there's going to be some need. So I just pray that you would be ready, that you would be ready to the call from the church, but also from God, and hopefully from both, right, where we will say, God, here I am. Use me for your service. So that's my calling for you this morning. That's my call to you. This morning, As I was preparing for today, there's a lot of things I, I could have said. Uh, what I wanted to uh, communicate to you is that God is in your boat. God is with you. Don't get caught by all, of the, 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 all the messages, all the things that are being said, all the, uh, the lies or, or uh, the extreme. And there's so many things, you know, where we are in the air of information. So be careful what you, you listen to. Be careful what is your feeding ground right? Conspiracies, so many things that you will hear. So focus on the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Don't get caught up in fear. And don't choose to walk in the flesh. Choose to grow in character. Say, God, use me for this this time. Work in my life. And if you ask God to work in your character, you'll have to let go of things. You'll have to change your focus. Tell the person beside you, you, we have to change our focus. We have to change our focus, guys okay? It's our time to shine. It's our time to grow in generosity, to be the hands of the Lord, to be the the mouthpiece of God, right? Because I think this world is in need of it, and here we are. So God is calling His army to go forward. That's me and you. God is calling His church to go, and we have this hope that the gates of hell won't prevail against this church, right? Every crisis that happened in the history of the church, I love the history of the church, I love to read what happened in the past because it gives me a snapshot of what God can do. When I look at the history of the church, when the church turned to the Lord, God always intervened. When the church turned to to God, God moved in. And you know in many times what caused the church to turn to God? It's crisis. You see? Crisis forces us to evaluate how we're living our lives. So I hope this will happen in gospel, mission, church, and in, in the churches of our nation. That we would realize that, hey, this is a time where God wants to move. It will bring us to our knees. It will bring us to, to, to dependency. It will also bring us to community. Even though we can't meet right now, we still can experience community. We have small groups. We'll try to have some flocks uh, where we have uh, no big groups but smaller groups but where we can have community. So it's, so it's a time for us to grow. Okay, guys? It's our time to shine. So I invite you to put yourself before the Lord and and ask God to intervene. So grow in character. Grow in generosity. Choose to grow in character. Choose to grow in generosity. And and choose to turn this crisis into an opportunity. Choose to do that. It's between me and you. It's a choice that we have to decide. So I just pray that Holy Spirit would arise in our hearts today. Right? That God would arise in the heart of the church with a new sense of mission and purpose. Amen? Can we pray? As Father, we give you glory and honor. We praise you for this day. We know that you are well. We know that you are in control. We know that you are present right now in every home in every gathering, you are there and you want to reveal yourself and you want to relate to, to us your message. You want to speak to us. You want to inspire us. You want to lead our step. You don't want us to, to embrace fear. You want us to embrace faith. You want us to look at you, trust and you rely on you. Father, I pray for a breakthrough in the church. I pray for a revival that will arise in the heart of your people and that we will be lights and salt and we would be ambassadors In your name, in our communities, that we would shine for you, Father. When the world will look at us, they will see the difference in us because of you and us, Lord. But we want to be vessels for you. We stand before you, we sit before you, and we say, God, have your way in our midst. Reveal yourself, oh God, in the church. As we see times of uncertainty, God, we, we know that you are a rock, we know that you are a refuge, we know that you do not change. Yes, Lord, that you are the Father of lights, and you're faithful, you're stable. So we turn to you, and we, we, we rely on you, and we also pray, Father, that you would use this, this situation to turn hearts to you. That you would use this situation to turn hearts to you, God. That you would use this situation to turn our hearts to you, first us. That our hearts would turn to you, rely on you. And that we would place ourselves available for you, Father. That we would respond to the call of going into all the nation and preach this awesome, beautiful gospel of the love of the Father. Yes, Lord. So, Father, help us to live in generosity. Help us to live with open hands. Help us to go beyond our little circle. Help us to see the fields. Help us to, to see the needs. Father may you lead us by your spirit like you let Philip that you, how you let Peter how you let Paul and these history makers that that walk before us father we want to be history makers you're looking for heroes that will step out of the crowd and say God use me and father we choose not to hide we choose not to hide we choose to shine lord may you use us lord we pray God, glorify yourself in the church. Glorify yourself in the days and the months to come. May you breathe upon us, Lord, a fresh rhema, a fresh move of God upon our land. Be glorified. We turn to you. We honor you. We celebrate you. And we are grateful for what you've done in our lives. We're grateful to have you in our lives. And we're also grateful for the plans that you have for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.